Welcome to this episode of Math Perspectives Table Talk, featuring Kathy Richardson. Today, she is joined by co-author of Number Talks in the Primary Classroom, Sue Dolphin. They will be discussing what is missing in most number talks. To watch the accompanying video, please visit youtube.com forward slash math perspectives. All this information can be found in the show notes of this episode. There will also be information regarding the books and resources discussed, summer 2023 open enrollment courses available, and how to get in contact with Math Perspectives for setting up professional development for educators of pre-K through 5 mathematics in the show notes as well. New YouTube and podcast episodes will be airing monthly, and Kathy would love to hear from you. Email info, I-N-F-O, at mathperspectives.com to ask Kathy a question, and it could be aired in the episode. Now pull up a chair to the table, and let's get started. you're developing number concept books for you know that's a curriculum but because there's so many other number talk books out there what made you decide to partner with sue and made you feel a need to put out a number talk book of your own when there's others out there well i think the two most important things in my mind are left out of most of those books and one of them is I'm responding to individual children, but they are always somewhere on this continuum, and I'm moving them through the continuum. So we wanted to give the teacher the information about how that develops, what's typically developing at the same time, so that there's some sense of what, what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to go, even though the individual children are still doing their thinking. And the other thing is many of the Number Talks books work with symbols. There's nothing in a symbol that contains meaning. So if I see a three and a four, and I don't know what three and four is I don't I can sh- see it every day three and four and I might learn to say seven because we practice saying seven but I won't really un- I won't really see what that means and so I might not know that three and four is seven that if I did five and three it would be one more I, I'm not looking for anything other than the, the rhyme or the jingle so we use models to because the models came the reality and they also have opportunities for relationships the models are key so we wanted to have all the models that kids can use and then the other idea that's in here is that we're trying to learn everything there is about these numbers. When you know the structure of the numbers and you know the parts of the numbers, you can do any computation. It's not good enough to just know three and four or seven. We need to know if I had three, how many more would I need if I wanted seven? If I have seven and I took four away, what would be left? Looking at it in every way possible is what is often left out because it, you can't memorize that. You have to know that. You have to just know it because that's what happens when you have three and three and one more, it's going to be seven. It's really having the immersion really in knowing that number, and I call it internalizing rather than memorizing, because you can't forget what you've internalized. You can't forget that three and four is seven if you've seen it in a thousand ways and you've looked at it in every kind of way there is, and you just know, and part of the reason you might know is because you just knew three and three, and so you put another one out, three and four. So we're working towards the place where children just know that. So then when we start counting hundreds, it's three is three hundreds and four hundreds, it's three millions and or, you know, it just builds from that. But it's this, it's not memorizing separate facts. It's understanding the numbers so well that any way it's presented to you, you know what the answer is, and you don't have to count at some point, even though we started there. It's completely different than memorizing fact families. Yes. Because then I'm just memorizing, I'm going to move these numbers around. Right. Yeah. And here, we're using the numbers to describe what they're doing with the math. Yeah. It's different. I'm thinking about Logan, and I don't know if I could recreate the exact problem, but it was 
something like I knew I know it was a six and an eight. Was that what it was? No. When he does. Remember six what he, and six is twelve. Yeah, so it has to be five and seven. Five and seven. <laughs> That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, they first looked at um, this tower, something like this, and they figured out there were five. And then so we had another tower next to it, and we said, see if you can use what you know about this tower to find out how many are in this tower. So some of the kids counted it, some of them noticed it was two more. And then our next question is, well, how many would there be if we put them all together? And again, some kids counted, some kids said I started with five and counted on. And Logan said, I know if I moved one of those cubes over there, it would be six and six. But since it's over there, it's five and seven, but it's still 12. So that's a, a high level thinking that we didn't teach him. He noticed. He noticed because you see the relationship, but you don't see that relationship by presenting a bunch of symbols. He saw what would happen if I moved that over there, then they would be the same. Be and six you also and six. won't teach that as effectively either. If you say, today we're going to learn mm -hmm. that six and six is 12, so, if you move, so seven and five must be 12. And you know, you don't say see. It's not see what I see, it's what do you see. And if it's what do you see, you're constantly looking. Some children are not going to have a clue what Logan just said. Someone else is going to go say, uh, you know, kind of think about how that works and maybe the next time that type of problem comes up, they're going to see if they notice anything they didn't notice before. Yeah. It only happens when the child is doing the looking and if the child is looking at the teacher's face, see what they're supposed to do or trying to guess what the teacher's going to do next or trying to say it in the way the teacher wanted them to say it, they're not searching anymore for what they're, they're just you know, they're trying to figure out what the game is. As soon as you say, what do you think, what do you think, what did you notice, natural. You can't even turn it off because it's just the way our brains are. Mm -hmm. Please visit the show notes for all the discussed books and resources, as well as information regarding summer 2023 professional development for educators of pre-K through 5 mathematics. If you would like to watch the accompanying video, please visit youtube.com forward slash math perspectives. If you would like to submit a question to Kathy, please email info, I-N-F-O, at mathperspectives.com, and it could be aired in an episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Math Perspectives Table Talk, featuring Kathy Richardson, with special guest Sue Dolphin. New episodes in video and podcast form will be airing monthly on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. Copyright 2023 by Math Perspectives. All rights reserved. No part of this video, audio, or publication may be reproduced or transmitted in any form or by any means, electronic or mechanical, including screen or audio recording, photocopy, or any information storage or retrieval system without permission from the publisher. Thank you for your support of the rights of the authors and Math Perspectives. Unifix is a registered trademark of Philip and Tacey LTD, used with permission of Didacts Incorporated, Raleigh, Massachusetts, USA. Every effort has been made to contact copyright holders for permission to reproduce borrowed material. We regret any oversight that may have occurred and will be pleased to to rectify them in subsequent reprints of the work.